You're listening to the Long's Chapel Weekly Message Podcast, available Sundays at 5 o'clock p.m. If you would like to connect to Long's Chapel or keep up with all events happening at Long's Chapel Church, connect with us via Instagram, Facebook, or on our church website, longschapel.com. Here at Long's Chapel, we believe in worshiping and serving God by reaching people and growing together as passionate followers of Jesus Christ, because all people matter to God. This week's message comes from our lead pastor, Reverend Chris Westmoreland. Good morning, good morning. Grateful for those of you that are in the room. Grateful for those that are joining us on the stream. Uh, Man, I know we got like a ton of folks that are sick and not feeling well and um, thinking and lifting them up and lifting and praying for you and for health. Um, Man, I'm grateful for Pastor Joey who um, like filled in on a day's notice last week uh, with uh, me kind of coming down with COVID. So that was like no fun at all. But Pastor Joey, give Pastor Joey some love because if you were here last week, you know that, um, yeah. He did, uh, he did a fantastic job. I'm very grateful for that and very grateful for you. So are you well? I am so grateful um, to see each and every one of you. You look amazing. You look great. Um, so uh, you have a bulletin. In that bulletin is some great information about things that are happening uh, in the life of the church. Just uh, projecting out about 10 days because not this Wednesday, but next. Now we have uh, a new Wednesday night um, crop of uh, meals and fellowship and kind of small groups and Bible studies that are launching. And that's for all ages, super intergenerational, nursery, child care provided, all kinds of great stuff. So hope that you'll take advantage of those um, opportunities and um, others that are certainly there in the bulletin, ways that you can connect in um, Um, reaching and growing and serving. I know that we may have some new folks that are among us today. Can we give uh, any new folks some special love? We're especially grateful that you're here. Yes, absolutely. Especially grateful that you're here. There is a connect card that's attached to your bulletin. Love to have you take an opportunity to fill that out. Not just if you're new, although especially if you're new. Helpful for us to be able to give um, and send some information about the life of the church. And um, we have some next step classes uh, that are beginning. And so um, that's actually for folks that are relatively new to the church or want to kind of take another kind of another big step in their commitment to Jesus through the life of the church. And so those are going to be starting in February. And so we want to make sure that you have information about that and Again, um, plenty of amazing, wonderful things that are happening in the life of um, Long's Chapel. Can I share with you that um, there are a lot of amazing things uh, that you do through your prayers and your presence and your gifts and your service and your witness. Um, and so grateful for all the different ways that you participate and engage uh, in the life that God is inviting us to share here in the life of Long's Chapel. Uh, one of the ways that we do that is through our tithes and offerings. And so there are white boxes uh, that are provided. Also, a lot of different ways to give online. There's information in your bulletin on the website about that. Um, This is like one of the ways that, um, you know, you're engaging as we offer ourselves up um, to share together in in life together. We have the great opportunity to be able to, 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 you know, kind of think about like disciplines, like spiritual disciplines that we're meant to kind of honor together. That's part of what it means to grow in God's grace. Uh, That's kind of the core of when we talk about reaching and growing and serving, uh, kind of growing in God's grace is kind of the fuel that drives all of that. Um, So, we actually, through your tithes and offerings, so these have already been paid for, um, we actually purchased some books um, from my buddy Talbot Davis, uh, Come Alive. These are actually some books that go nicely with the sermon series um, that we begin today called Hidden Heroes. Uh, But we got a hundred of these and in trust and in hope that, um, that you would take them that you would take them. And so there are a good many that are out there on the welcome desk. And all I'm asking you to do is not just to take it and put it on a shelf somewhere. All I'm asking you to do is it's got daily readings 
Um, so again, it begins with day one, some introductory comments, and then day one, day two, uh, and it'll go out for 28 days, and just inviting you to read the scriptures daily, okay? And um, like each day is about a page and a half or two pages, so it's not time, cons- not super time consuming, not super taxing, uh, but I promise you, friends, it'll change your day. And so wanted to not just encourage you to read the scriptures daily, but provide you with a resource that affords you the opportunity to do that. Again, these books are available to anyone who will uh, commit to that. And, um, and again, those are on the, the welcome desk. And so please uh, take an opportunity to, uh, to take those. And um, as we share together um, and begin a new sermon series today, we uh, begin it in kind of a bit of an interesting way, talking a little bit about um, hidden heroes, and where those hidden heroes are, uh, we have an opportunity to find them in the book of uh, Colossians in the fourth chapter, beginning in the seventh verse. And verses 7 to 14, as we kind of find ourselves in that space, uh, in the last part of chapter 4 of the book of Colossians, um, we have what is the ending of this particular letter, right? So we have an ending of this particular letter, but hidden within the ending of this particular letter, um, there are seven or eight names that pop up, that there's actually just one sentence about each of these folks. Um, But my hope and prayer is that over the next several weeks, as we have an opportunity to kind of like go verse by verse through this last little part um, of the book of Colossians, we'll have an opportunity to touch on some of the teaching of Colossians and Philippians as well. Um, But as we do that, we'll have an opportunity in a really unique way, I think, to find ourselves um, kind of find ourselves in some of the names that are offered and in why Paul would actually name some of these names at the end of this particular letter. Um, and if all that seems really confusing, that's actually really okay because like we have uh, six weeks to kind of unpack that and talk about why that, why that feels really important. Uh, but there's some really interesting names and it might be worth the price of admission just to have to hear me pronounce them because they're actually kind of challenging. So I'm actually gonna um, like hyphenate some of them because I'm like sometimes I'm, better uh, than others at, at name telling. But I, I want to invite you to like, like verse, like verse seven, we'll start with today. Um, and it's a guy that I'm just going to call, call Ty. Like, I'm just going to call him Ty. Is that okay? Like anybody want to take a shot at pronouncing that? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Ty Kikikis, maybe like we're going to say that, but I'm just going to call him Ty. Um, and so here's the verse, right? Here's the verse I want to invite you to grab hold of. So Ty, right? Ty will tell you all the news about me. Because he is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and a fellow servant in the Lord. And I have sent him to you for this very purpose so that you may know how we are and that he may, well, he may encourage your hearts. And then he's coming with another cool dude whose name is uh, um, Omnisimus. Uh, the faithful and beloved brother who is one of you. And, and they're going to tell you, they're going to tell you um, about everything that's been going on here. And I'm going to stop right there. Um, but just in like, I want to invite us to enter into why those particular two sentences feel really important today uh, and why there's like something of value for our life um, that we could actually like, actually like help us see our life through some very different lenses if we could kind of grab hold of that. And so in, in order to help you think about that, I want you to think about something that you don't often think about. And the way I'm thinking about it is the fact that I'm still marveled over a phenomenal Christmas celebration. Everybody have a good Christmas? 
Good, good. I know some of you were like carrying some really heavy things with family, some health concerns, all that kind of stuff. But my prayer still uh, is that the light of Christmas like shone through. That's my prayer for each and every one of us. And I know that on Christmas Eve here in the Life Alongs Chapel, it did. It was an amazing uh, Christmas season. Um, Caroline and I were just catching up about that, but it was phenomenal. I had about 800 folks here on Christmas Eve uh, in the three worship experiences that were full. It was just a remarkable day. Thanks to all of those who helped make that, that happen. Can we just celebrate that for a minute? Because yeah, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, you know, I know part of what you're thinking is like, that was Christmas Eve. That was like two weeks ago. What are you talking about that for? Because that was like a really long time ago. And it was. And, and it wasn't. Um, but it was amazing. But, but I want you to think for just a minute about Christmas season. Think about Christmas season. And I'm thinking about this amazing thing that happens. And I know I sent two, at least two long distance packages um, this Christmas as kind of care packages to folks. I remember sending one to Texas and one to Florida. And here's what was amazing. It was amazing to me to be able to pack some stuff up in a box, to be able to take it right down here to the Lake Junaluska Post Office, to put it in the box, to be able to pay whatever I needed to pay, to be able to send it like regular, you know, like regular, like the basic priority mail stuff, whatever. And then like two days later in both cases to be able to get a text back from those folks that had already received it. Isn't that amazing? Like, I, like one of those, especially the Texas one, I couldn't have driven that amount of time to be able to like hand deliver that particular package. I am amazed. Um, you guys may recall, but uh, you remember that like cool, I'm thinking about the UPS commercial, like what can Brown do for you? Well, like Brown can get my package where it needs to be. And it's amazing when that happens. It's incredible. How many of us have thanked our postman or postwoman lately? Like, cause they're pretty amazing folks. I was actually doing a little bit of research uh, this week about uh, delivery folks. And when you kind of Google that, you get, well, you get the normal stuff like the Paul Revere kind of stuff that pops up. I also get this story from 500 BC where there's this um, kind of man from Marathon who's like involved in this um, kind of war battle that's happening there and ends up running 26 miles to, to Rome, I believe, to be able to deliver the news about what had happened in that battle, to be able to deliver the news of the, of the victory. And so that happened 500 years before Jesus comes on the scene. And, and that's actually where like modern day, that's where we get the marathon race, right? 26.2 miles is the distance that he ran there. And what that guy simply was, is that, well, well he was a messenger. He was a messenger. Do you think with me for a minute about um, the most amazing meal that you could possibly imagine? Um, like, just think about this amazing meal that gets cooked and it gets kind of packaged up. And then um, let's say that you call Uber Eats and Uber Eats is gonna deliver it to your door. Or in my case, let's say it's like Papa John's or Pizza Hut and it's the most like amazing pizza that you could possibly imagine. You've been dreaming of it for like an hour. Um, but the delivery person never comes. Like, like this most amazing, the most amazing pizza that you were ever gonna encounter in your life. But it, di it didn't come. Because like the person that made the pizza did an amazing job. Like you were ready to devour it in an amazing way, but, but delivery somehow, like delivery didn't happen. Or like sometimes occasionally we get those weird things that more, come more often as spam, but occasionally they're, they're legit, right? Well, they say delivery status delayed. You ever gotten those? You ever wondered? Don't follow the link on that, by the way, but, but you get the point. I mean, the most amazing thing in the world can happen, but if it doesn't kind of get where it's meant to get to, then, well, it kind of didn't mean. Like, think about those, like, amazing bouquet of flowers you could ever imagine, but they were meant to be delivered, but, but they somehow wilted and withered and kind of dried up and died and never actually got to where they were going. What you think about the tragedy 
Just think about the tragedy of that for a minute. And I want to invite you into a conversation about kind of hidden heroes. And, and so we catch up with Paul, right? Paul is this traveling pastor. He's this traveling missionary who like writes much of the New Testament. And so like Paul has a bit of celebrity status in the early church, even in the church today. I mean, Paul's a really important figure. Um, we kind of talk about it. Sometimes we get to argue about what books he wrote, but what books were written in his name, all these kinds of things. But the reality is he's a celebrity. Like he's the front guy. He's the, the face guy and is doing kind of all kinds of organizing, all kinds of trying to bring the church together as one body. Um, and so it's likely that at this particular moment that we catch up with Paul, that he's under house arrest in Rome. But as part of the arrest, like he's actually like still allowed to hear about and communicate with the churches that are under his charge. He's still able to have conversation and send correspondence back and forth with uh, kind of early church leaders, those that are working with him. And one of those churches is in the city of Colossae. Uh, it's located in what is today Turkey, the country of Turkey. And, and so there are these, in Colossians, there are these four short chapters of this book that are loaded with some of the most like, glorious Christ-honoring teaching that you would ever find anywhere. Like amazing, amazing stuff. Like just in case you haven't spent any time in Colossians, like can I just read, I'm just gonna read like three verses um, for you. But like what about like chapter two, verse, verse nine. For, for in him the whole fullness of God dwells bodily and, and you have come to fullness in him who is the, well, the head of every ruler and, and the head of every authority. Or, or verse 13, and, and when you were dead in your trespasses, like God made you alive together with him. Like when he forgave our trespasses, erasing the record that stood against us and its, and its legal demands. Or, or what about like chapter three, verse 11? Like in that renewal, there is no longer Greek nor Jew nor circumcised or uncircumcised nor Berethian or Scythian or slave or free, but, but Christ is all and in all. That Christ is all and that Christ is in all. That Christ is all and that Christ is in all. Can you say that with me? That Christ is all and that Christ is in all. I, I mean, amazing stuff. Like, like stuff to be able to build your life upon. Like if I didn't have any of the rest of the gospel, if I didn't have any of the rest of the Bible, but I just had some of these key verses, it could transform my life. Could transform your life as well. And so I want you to think about this is why Paul is like remarkable celebrity author, writer. Like he's brilliant in so many different ways. And, and yet Paul concludes this particular letter with a long list of people that he describes briefly and like he wants to be able to convey his greetings through these particular folks. And, and you could kind of say that it's a really interesting, it's a really interesting ending. It's a really interesting ending to, um, well, a book that's got just a lot of like revelatory kind of teaching in it. And, and he, he's pointing to eight hidden heroes Eight hidden heroes, and the first of which is uh, this dude we're going to call, we're going to call Ty. And, and so I, I want to reread that part about Ty. Like, Ty will tell you all the news about me, for he's my beloved brother, a faithful minister, and a fellow servant in the Lord. And I've sent him to you for this very purpose, so that you may know, like, what's going on with us, and you may be encouraged in your, your heart, 
Like, that's what Paul's saying about, about this guy we're going to call Ty. Now, like, here's ultimately what Ty ends up being, right? Ty uh, didn't receive the inspired word from God. Ty didn't write the inspired word down from God. Like, those are things that kind of, like, God did and, and Paul did. But, but what's clear about Ty's role is that it's a really important role because, you see, Ty is, well, he's the messenger, he, he's the deliverer. He's the, he's the courier. Right, like, think biblical times with me. There are not post offices like the Wells Fargo stagecoach has not yet been invented. Like, none of that is actually happening. And so I'm absolutely positive that they did not have, I'm absolutely positive that this has to be their overnight airmail kind of stuff, right? Like, this didn't exist. And so Ty... Right? He's going to take Paul's parchment. He's going to stick it in his satchel. He's going to hide it in his belt or he's going to put it in some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of like animal skin or some kind of like, like moisture protector to be able to protect it from the rain and the robbers and anybody else that, that you know, he might encounter on the way. And he's going to go a really pretty significant distance right from Rome where, where Paul is writing this to, to Colossae. And it's going to be a dangerous and exhausting trip. And if he doesn't deliver this, nobody gets it. Like, do you hear that? Like, like if he is careless or casual, or if he's bad with directions, anybody bad with directions? Like, if he means to end up over here, but he ends up over here, like, that would be really bad. Because all this stuff that we have, all this wisdom, all this encouragement, we actually don't have in the way that we have it if, if Ty doesn't take his responsibility seriously and have an opportunity to be able to, like, deliver this inspired word that has developed in, in Paul's heart in this conversation with God, if he doesn't actually like have an opportunity to write that down here and have an opportunity to have it delivered over here. And the reason we're talking about it today, the reason we're talking about him today is because he did and, and because we do. I, I just like, I love that. And I just like, I need us to, to think about today, a guy that you're never, ever probably going to think about. Like 99% of the folks in this room, I'm going to say 99.9% .9 of the folks in this room had, had never heard Ty's name before today. Or if we'd heard it, it, it had just become something that like, you know, passed through our experience. But like he's little known, but God chooses him to make known the one who must be known. Like, he's little known, but God chooses him to play a really important part of a really important, you know, chain that's going to convey this remarkably inspiring and encouraging and strengthening spiritual word that's been inspired and, and handed down here, but, but it's up to tie to make sure that it gets delivered into the hearts of the people that it was actually inspired and written Four. I mean, I mean, what's really interesting, if you really kind of dissect what Paul is saying here in Colossians chapter 4, 7, uh, here's who Ty is. He's a fellow servant, right? He's a fellow servant. He's like not a scribe. He's not an errand boy. He's not an anonymous delivery guy. But he's like on par with Paul. Like Paul lifts up this language about Ty. Like he lifts it up as if he's just as important as he is because he is, because he is. 
Like Ty's this co-laborer in the vineyard whose role in this chain of delivery is just as important as Paul who has received this, this word. Like the deliverer of the good news is as essential as the writer. And, and so like, like, do you know what that means for us as we think about the opportunity to be able to embrace the gift of all of us who have like been called to invite people um, into a living relationship with Jesus. We're called to do that because in some way we've been invited into a living relationship with Jesus and we are called to be able to share that life with all. Why? Because, well, God's word is better delivered in obscurity than by a celebrity, God's word, right, is, is better delivered in obscurity than, than, by a, than by a celebrity. And so, like, Ty arrives in Colossae after this difficult journey. He hands the parchment to church leaders there. And, like, his job, this really important job, one that we never actually ever think about, is done. And who gets the credit? Paul, like, Paul gets the credit. Paul's letter to the Colossians, not Ty delivered Paul's letter to the Colossians. I mean, let's honor that, right? Like, like Paul's an important figure. But, but Paul right here is lifting up the witness of Ty in, in effect saying, hey, like, like God could have inspired the most amazing thing in the world and I could have actually listened really hard for that and written that down in the way that I've understood it. But none of that really would have mattered if we hadn't have had these, these loving hands and this capable heart that delivered it where it could actually, like where God could multiply the impact of it. You think about that, I learned like a really interesting thing as I'm thinking about kind of what that's like uh, in our world. I'm thinking about what that's like for you and me. Uh, interesting fact, um, Philip Pillsbury. Anybody like the Pillsbury Doughboy? Anybody like what the Pillsbury Doughboy makes? Y'all like some Cinnabon stuff. Come on. Y'all like some. Who's an Orange Danish fan? Yeah, I know your doctor told you to give that up 10 years ago, but you haven't given it up. I know you love the, you know, Pillsbury baked goods. But, but like, here's what's interesting. I learned this about Philip Pillsbury this week. Do you know that, like, um, well, so Philip's most distinguished physical characteristic is that he's um, missing the tips of three of his fingers. Why? Because that's what happens to grain millers. Like, he who was the heir of a celebrity, right? He had the right name. He could have never left his corner office. But he was working with the guys on the floor milling the flour. I mean, don't you know that he had their respect doing that? I mean, he had skin in the game, right? Like, literal skin in the game. Like, don't you know that, like, in obscurity, doing something he didn't have to do but that he chose to do to kind of lean in to be a part of the, the delivery mechanism for this thing that his family's name's on, do you know that that kind of investment, that kind of investment speaks volumes. Silent servants delivering the gospel. They may never actually get an opportunity to have a microphone and be up in front of people but they aid the gospel, they aid the good news of God in its 
delivery. Can, can you think about just an imaginary conversation with me about, about Ty and his skill set and like how this, this particular relationship about him being the courier and the messenger and Paul's kind of spending all this work and what God has kind of offered up to the world here and, and Paul entrusting that. I mean, again, there weren't Xerox machines. There weren't like a bunch of copies of this thing, right? But Paul entrusting that. Can you, can you kind of hear what that imaginary conversation might have been like? Um, so Ty, did you go to seminary? Nope. Like, did you go to college? Well, I had part of a year at HCC. Does that count? Well, yeah, that's fine. Like, can you preach? Well, not really. Like, can you lead a life group? Well, I haven't done that yet. Well, can you run the youth group? Well, I doubt it. You haven't passed safe sanctuaries yet, right? Like, like, like can you walk? You know what, Paul, I can walk. That I can do. Can you follow directions? Well, I'm a guy, so I'm not really so sure about that, but I can try. <laughs> I can try. You're hired. Do you know what, Ty? You are just the person that I've been looking for for this particular role because none of this actually matters. All the stuff that God has done up to here doesn't have the impact that it's meant to have unless, uh, unless you can deliver this where we're called to take it. That's it. Like his resume wasn't stellar. I mean, Ty was a grunt. And yet, essential in conveying the word of life coming to life and the lives of like hundreds of millions of us that have been blessed and are being blessed by these words. I mean, in his obscurity, ministry happens. Why? Because God is like, we try to like maybe elevate preachers or church leaders and God over and over again calls us back to this priesthood of all believers thing, which says, friends, did I give different gifts to different folks? Absolutely, God says. And yet every single gift matters as it all gets put together for the church to be the body of Christ that it's called to be. Do you realize, friends, in the Life Alongs Chapel in any given day or any given week, do you realize how many ties there are? Do you realize how many ties there are? More than I could count. Uh, I mean, we could go on and on about somebody that handed you a bulletin today or somebody that prayed over this space or somebody that sent a congregational card uh, to a congregant who needed an encouraging word this week or somebody who like chopped firewood or like we will not, you will not necessarily know the names of all those folks and yet without all of those folks, the good news, friends, does not get delivered because there are hidden heroes everywhere. And believe it or not, whether you know it or not, there's a hidden hero in you. And there is God like doing this indestructible ministry chain inside of you where you may or may not ever take up a microphone, but you have countless opportunities and are leaning into countless opportunities to deliver God's good news in ways that that seed can take root and in ways that um, will God's goodness will be proclaimed. Why? Because when it's all said and done, friends, we have the privilege and the opportunity to be able to be delivery men and delivery women for God's word in 
everything that we do, and I know that may even terrify you, and yet I actually want it to encourage you. I, I want you to be encouraged in that work. I mean, think about um, the ties that are in your life. Can you think about that? The folks in your life, um, not the preacher types. I want you to think about the usher types. I want you to think about the mentor types. I want you to think about somebody in a cafe that handed you a cup of coffee one time. You may not even know their name, but it's because of the way that they served Christ. It's because of the way that they delivered something of God's good news to you that you were able to receive that good news and you're able to begin to lean into it in a whole new kind of way. Do you know that um, as I like speak right here in this moment, there are ties that are running the cameras and the sound operating equipment. There are ties that are in the streaming room so that the stream can get out. There are ties that are downstairs actually, you know, kind of working with the nursery and working with nursery folk. Today's family Sunday. If it wasn't family Sunday, we'd have kids, we'd have uh, ties that are down there teaching, doing things, friends, that sometimes are really fun, but other times are not as much fun but are so very important in delivering God's word. And I want, friends, us not only to acknowledge those that have been hidden heroes for us, but I want to invite you. I want to invite you to realize um, the ways in which you have been and the ways in which you could be a hidden hero in being um, a delivery person and a vehicle for the good news of God as we think about this new year in front of us and the opportunity to be able to not just find hidden heroes like out there, but to see and appreciate the hidden hero within and to join in the delivery of the good news. Because I promise you, friends, being able to make that kind of impact in the lives of others, it, it, it changes and encourages your heart uh, in ways that I pray that each and every one of us get to experience. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can we pray together? God of grace and God of glory, we give you thanks for who you are and for the ways that you move and work. We give you thanks, oh God, for hidden heroes in our lives, hidden heroes in the life of this church, hidden heroes in our midst that have encouraged us in ways that they may not even be aware of. Um, they have like cooked meals for us and, and, and they have um, like handed us bulletins and, and offered us uh, coffee and, and they have like run cameras so that we could experience a stream or all kinds of different ways. Oh God, they've set a communion table that we'll have an opportunity to feast at. Hidden heroes, oh God, all among us. And today, in this moment, we have an opportunity to be able to do what you do regularly, which is to lift up their witness. And to realize, oh God, that in the serving that we get to do, even and most especially in its obscurity, that we have ways in obscurity to, to, to deliver and to plant seeds of good news that oftentimes far outweigh any kind of celebrity opportunity that any of us might ever have. We give you thanks, oh God, for uh, the silent and yet impactful witness of hidden heroes among us. And we pray, oh God, that in this moment that you would help to raise up in us the opportunity and the gift and the burden and the responsibility and most of all, oh God, the privilege of what it means 
to be able to find the hidden hero with inside of each and every one of us and to be able to, to release the power of your Holy Spirit in our lives. So the things that we do, oh God, on our own would have impact, but with you get multiplied for eternity. And for that, oh God, we give you thanks and praise in the strong and precious name of Christ. We pray and all God's people said, amen. Thanks for joining the Long's Chapel Message Podcast. If you connected in any way with us via this podcast, we invite you to connect further by either leaving a rating and review down below or contacting us via our church website at longschapel.com. Here at Long's Chapel, we believe in worshiping and serving God by reaching people and growing together as passionate followers of Jesus Christ because all people matter to God. See you next week.